Well, Mackenzie, Caleb, Jordan, and Madeline, this is a really exciting day. And uh, this is the culmination of a lot of work and effort and blood and sweat and tears. Um, and uh, it's a milestone. It's a rite of passage. And we are so glad to be here celebrating with you. Uh, Kristen and I uh, had holiday booked actually to start this morning and we said we couldn't miss this. So we were so glad to take the time and, and to be here. It completes a 12-year educational program. That's pretty overwhelming when you think about it. 12 years of investment. And uh, so hats off to you and hats off to your moms and dads for uh, all the effort that has gone into making this great milestone possible. And this is a time in which the doors to the next chapter of life swing wide open. And uh, you are going to walk through those doors into a new world that lies before you. New experiences, new adventures. It's a new chapter. However, I want to encourage you that education is not over. <laughs> in fact, it's just begun. Because what I've learned about life, and I don't know if others around the room have found the same, but life is an education. Uh, sometimes it's a formal education, which some of you will be doing, I would think, after uh, college. And sometimes life is an informal education. Uh, how many would agree with that? Yes. I, my dad used to call it the school of hard knocks. You know, we're, we are always in a place of learning, and we need to learn to be lifelong learners. Lifelong learners. And uh, gleaning from books and podcasts and lectures and conversations with people that we can grow and learn from. Why? Because inside of each one of the four of you is a unique treasure. And that treasure is the call of God on your life. And God has a very unique purpose for you. He has a calling. He has a destiny and a destination. And that calling in your life is your unique contribution to God's world. And we're so excited here to uh, be here to celebrate this rite of passage and launching into the next season and chapter of that story that God is writing. Now, you, um, you might say, well, I'm really not sure exactly what that calling what that passion, what that destiny that you're talking about inside of me is all about. I'm not even sure exactly what I want to do next. You know, if, as I think back in my own journey as I launched out of high school, I'm not sure that I did either exactly. How many knew exactly what they were going to do at the end of high school? I don't see a lot of hands. There's a few. And sometimes, uniquely, we do know. But when God shapes our vision and our calling in our lives, it's kind of like approaching the mountains in Alberta from the prairies in Saskatchewan. Any prairie people here? 
Oh, there's a few. Any Alberta mountain people here? Okay, how many have been to the mountains in Alberta and BC and so on? Okay, quite a few. Well, it's kind of like this. There's a 300-mile view, a 100-mile view, a 50-mile view, a 25-mile view, and then there's a 10-mile view when you're right up before those great grand mountains. And at the 300-mile view, it's a lot like this. You know, there's bald prairies, and all you see is prairies. There's nothing out there but a blue sky. And uh, Julie was raised in that environment, eh, Julie? And uh, that's the 300-mile view. Then as you travel down that road, and they're awfully straight, are they not, Julie? Yeah. Uh, Travel down that road, you can come to the 100-mile view as you approach those mountains. And at the 100-mile view, you begin to recognize that there's something out in the distance. And it's kind of this little haze. You're not exactly sure what it is, but you know something's out there, and you know something's beginning to take shape. Then there's the 50-mile view, and where all those gray shapes turn into foothills, and you begin to recognize that there's foothills and there's something even emerging behind those. And then there's the 25-mile view where, where the mountains become more defined and we're in the foothills and we can see and experience and have clarity of what we're approaching. And then finally, we come to that 10-mile view. And as we look at the 10-mile view, we can see mountain tops with snow crest tops and shadows of gray and green and all kinds of detail in those beautiful mountains. And we're struck with awe as we're there in front of those mountains. You know, God's shaping of vision and calling in your life is very, very much like that experience of moving from the prairies towards the mountains. Right now, you're not exactly sure, you might be, uh, of what that's going to look like and how it's going to take shape. But as you keep pursuing him and as you keep moving forward, he begins to speak to you and to talk to you and put to shape and to clarity his unique calling on your life. And it is unique. It's his unique thumbprint on your life. And it is his unique destiny for you. And tonight I want to talk about three investments that are really important to make to cultivate the emergence and the accomplishment of that unique God-given call that's in your life. There's three things, and I, I, I want you to try and remember these if you can. They are encouragement, focus, and equipping. Can you say that with me just so you remember? Encourage, say it with me, encourage, focus, and equip. Okay, so encourage, focus, and equip. And we need to look for places to find these three things to uh, nurture in our lives. We need to stop and take time for these three elements of encouragement, focusing, and equipping. And we can find them in all kinds of diverse ways. And, um, and, and here they are. 
The first is encouraged. You know, I had the opportunity to go to Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, and the pastor of the church that I attended while at school there was named Dr. Jerry Falwell, and he's uh, with the Lord, actually, right now. <laughs> and, uh, but he used to say this, you don't determine a person's greatness by their wealth, education, or power but rather by what it takes to discourage them. Encouragement is really, really important, especially if we want to carry out God's unique call in our life. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, the Israelites had just left Egypt and they were entering into the promised land. How many remember the story there in Joshua? Okay. And uh, Joshua was leading the children of Israel, and God commands Joshua with these words. He says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, Israel was on a journey. And like you, they were entering into a new stage of life, into a new land. A land that they were going to go out and to possess. And uh, freedom awaited for them. And adventure awaited for them. And you might feel a little bit like that tonight. Maybe you feel like freedom awaits you after 12 years of homeschooling. Um, and I know you know that adventure awaits you. But there was anticipation in their hearts and lives, just like I'm sure there are for you tonight. There was excitement, and I know that there was also fear and a degree of wonder. But before them was a land that was flowing with milk and honey. And the picture that we see in Scripture for the Israelites, as they moved into Canaan, this God, land that God promised them, is a picture of opportunity. However, there was a challenge. Anybody remember what the challenge was? There were giants in them, their land. And if you've ever watched VeggieTales, you'll, you'll have uh, remembered how that story goes. And there are giants in the journey that lays ahead of you, just as there have been giants in the journey that we've all been on. How many have experienced giants as they've moved towards God's unique calling in your life? Adults? Any, any agree? Okay, well, we've seen them. And those giants take the form of risks and dangers and obstacles. Uh, but to take that land, the Israelites recognized that it was going to take a fight. But that fight was a unique fight. It was not only just a physical fight of working hard and being diligent, but it was a fight of faith. But that fight was going to be worth it. But the command that God gave them was to stay courageous. And I, I really find it interesting that God chose to actually make it a command. I, I actually struggled with that. And then I began to think, you know, sometimes courage is a choice that I need to make. 
It's a way that I need to choose to think and process the circumstances that are before me. In fact, God says to Joshua, he actually gives the resource or the connection of, of, of that sense of strength. When he says, don't be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's an amazing thought. So then, if I choose to go to Dahousie University, the Lord is with me. Yes. If I choose to go to uh, um, the uh, college here, the Lord is with me. Yes, wherever I go, God is with me, and I can choose to rely on him and turn to him for, his, my, uh, for my strength. But the most important word here when God says to be courageous is the word courage. In fact, we need to invest in staying courageous and being full of courage in our lives. And this is how. Because we can make choices and we can invest in being encouraged and courageous. One is to avoid friendships, friendships with people who steal hope and steal joy. There are people who steal hope and steal joy. Rather, we need to seek friendships with people who are hope-filled with our friendships, people we're drawing strength from. So we need to build relationships with people who are filled with the hope of God. We can listen to motivational speakers, lectures, even art. Most importantly, we can spend time in the scriptures because God is the God of all encouragement. I can tell you that in Kristen and my journey, as we have gone and pursued the unique call of God in our lives, in times when we have met the giant, God has met with us and uniquely spoken into our heart and lives. There's been so many times when I've gone, got up in the morning and I wondered how can I face this giant that's before me today. And God speaks uniquely through the scriptures specifically to the need of my heart. And only a God who knows me intimately could speak that way. So God is a God of encouragement. Spend time... Uh, in the scriptures. There's this old song, I don't know if any of you guys remember it, that I sang when I was a kid. It was, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. Anybody remember that? Safe and secure. He's mine all the way. The Lord, and he does know the way through the wilderness. Whatever that wilderness is, whenever the wilderness comes, whatever the giants we face. And we need to go to church That's another element. Don't ever let that go in your life. We need to go to church. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, Not giving up meeting together as some were in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, one of the unique and important elements of the life of church is that of encouraging one another in God's unique call encouraging one another in the journey. 
And uh, the great thing is it's a weekly discipline as we go and we get into the word and we get with our friends. The church is not a building, it's a people. It's the ecclesia, the called out ones, called out of this world and called into God's kingdom. And when we come together with believers, there's a building up of the saints. In fact, what God gives as a command to... Uh, uh, in Ephesians 4, for the ministry that goes on of the church is for the building up of the saints. So we need to stay encouraged and stay invested, encouraged, focused. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 says this. It says, redeem the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise... But understand what the Lord's will is. You know, I, I hadn't really understand that scripture, but as I was meditating on it, preparing for tonight, I began to realize that it really does speak to the element of focus. Redeem, actually, in the dictionary, means to regain possession of something. And so we're to, the, literally, the scripture tells us to regain possession of time. You know, it's easy for time to just run away on you. Um, and the hours of the day. Because the days are evil. Well, I started to think about that. What does that mean? Well, evil actually means immoral and corrupt. And as I began to think about it, I thought, that's really cool. God wants me to use my time wisely because the world needs the gift and the grace that's in me to make that world a better place to be. God wants to work in and through me to minister to the world that he um, has created. Your calling is needed, and it's needed urgently, is the element that we see in the scripture. So don't be unwise. Don't squander your time but understand what the will of the Lord is. So be focused in the will of the Lord being your unique calling. Uh, and one unique way that you can do that is keep your best current draft of what you believe that unique calling is. Remember we talked about our calling as God shapes, it begins to emerge over time as we walk with God, and it gets clearer as we walk with him. So write it down and reflect on it and update it as God takes you towards his unique destiny because it can act like a compass. How many have ever been out um, orienteering in the bush with a compass before? Okay. And it works something like this. You know, you're walking through the trees and the woods, and all of a sudden you come to a great big rock and a lake. You didn't expect it there, so you've got to work your way around the lake and around the big rock. And before long, you find that you actually lost your sense of direction, and you're not sure exactly where you are. Well, the reality is life is lots like that. You know, we have a sense of where we're going, and all of a sudden we hit this obstacle and we get distracted, and off we go in a particular direction. But the neat thing is when we reflect on God's unique calling in our life, we can pull that best draft up, take a look at it, and just like that compass on the orienteering session, 
we can remember where true north is again. Okay, that's right. That's what I'm uniquely called to. The pressures and the stresses have distracted me, but this is what I'm uniquely called to do. We can invest in a coach. You know that every other week I met with an old, meet with an older man that asks me questions about what my unique calling is and the goals that I really feel God's leading me to and how that I'm implementing and how that I'm doing with them and how I'm balancing life. Balancing's challenging. Anybody agree? <laughs> All right, I am a father of five, a husband of one, <laughs> and uh, I am a general contractor, and I'm a minister uh, in encouraging uh, leaders, and and I'm probably a bunch of other things that I can't even think of at the moment. And there are times when I get really overwhelmed. And, you know, it is really great when I meet with my friend, and he's not a professional coach. I don't pay him. I buy him breakfast at McDonald's. That's, that's the pay. And, um, and so we meet at McDonald's for breakfast, and he just helps me stay focused in the unique things that I'm called to. Invest in mentors. It doesn't have to, have to be uh, complicated. But there are those who've gone before you in the unique things that you're called to do, and it is really good to spend time and have a coffee with them. Larry French is a, one of my mentors. He's a general contractor in Ontario. And I call him and say, I don't know how to deal with this. Could you give me a little perspective? Oh, wow, I'm facing this giant. How do I manage this giant? And there's coaching that goes on. So we can have um, these kind of individuals that sow into our life, and they're like Barnabases. They're they are encouragers and help us keep focused. Learn skills of time management. Things like Stephen Covey's, and there's all kinds of stuff out there that help us Stay focused and use our time wisely. Find a few good friends and, that are focused and learn from them. And I'm saying it again, go to the ecclesia, the church, God's body. Because God pulls out that unique compass every week as we're going through that journey. And we can look at the compass and be reflective and say, there's true north. I'm on my way to true north. Focused, encouraged, focused, and finally equipped. Well, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5, it says, If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head, and she will present you with a beautiful crown. How many would like a wreath on your head and a crown and all, and all of the wonderful things that we find in Proverbs 4. Well, wisdom and knowledge are separate in the scripture from uh, separated. They're, they're uniquely different, but yet they're connected, wisdom and knowledge. However, uh, what I believe is that wisdom is actually nurtured through knowledge, and it's nurtured and it's produced, rather, by the Spirit of God. It's nurtured by knowledge, and it is 
produced by the Spirit of God. Whatever you're called to do, keep investing in growing in learning in new things. To the, be the leader you are called to be and do the things that God has called you to do. I love my wife. She is mo- one of the most amazing women woman in the earth. And uh, she's very, very wise. But one thing that I've learned about her over the years is she is a reader and a lover of God. She reads and she passionately pursues the Lord. And uh, those are two, the two sources of wisdom. And she, she is learning about um, the, the life at home and the effectiveness of home. And she's learning about how to write and communicate and all kinds of various different elements of wisdom. And every morning I walk by and she's there um, in the Word and praying and uh, seeking God. And she does it on a consistent basis, and she's an inspiration to me. She never stops. She loves to grow, and her contribution to the world is large because she has a lot inside of her to give away. And that's how it works. As we draw and keep growing, we have this great resource to give away. So read books, listen to podcasts, Take a seminar in or a course as you go along. Go to formal education and school. Um, Talk to knowledgeable people and spend time drilling them and and learning from them. Make friends with knowledgeable people and wise people, but remember that wisdom is not always the most best educated. I've found some of the wisest people that I can learn from to be in the most humble of places. And don't be a know-it-all. Learn to listen more than you talk. And for some folks, like yours truly, that's challenging. Warren Buffett, who happens to be one of the richest men uh, in the world, and he is an investor, he's made his wealth through investment, says this, that the very best investment and the most important investment, the one you will get the greatest return from, is the investment in developing yourself. So we really need to be learners. And I want to also state as I come to uh, this end of the little session on equipped, that the church is a great place every week as a habit and a discipline, as a place to continue to grow and learn and to, to, to learn about what is true. And, you know, right now at this point in the journey, some, some of you might think that's a little bit trite, but one day at the end of the journey, you'll recognize that that's very, a very profound thing. Conclusion. Guys, you have a unique destiny. That unique destiny is a treasure that is inside your heart. That destiny is going to unfold and take shape just like moving from the prairies towards those mountains. And God's busy now and will be in the future, placing his hands on that unique call in your life and shaping it and making it into what he wants it to be. Your calling is your contribution 
to God's world. And it's urgently needed, for the days are evil. It's like entering a land flowing with milk and honey, full of possibilities and adventures. But there's giants in that land. But be strong and courageous, because the Lord will be with you wherever you go. And to keep focused in this great thing of your unique calling, invest in being encouraged, focused, and equipped intentionally, day by day, as you go on in the journey. Okay, guys. Now's the time to go. Go and change the world.